it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. What's going on, Pats Nation? This is the CLNS Media's Patriots postgame show. I am your host, Mike Molino, alongside my co-host, Marvin Azan. A rough night for Pats Nation in the season opening game where the Patriots took on the Kansas City Chiefs at Gillette Stadium. Rough game, rough, rough, rough game. The Patriots took the loss 42-27. to on their home field not at not the way patch nation thought the season would start out you know riding so much so much of the highways coming into the season uh, especially coming off you know how last season ended with the super bowl win all the hype from the off season with the new acquisitions the trades you know whatnot they come into this first game against the kansas city chiefs and they completely stink up the place what a game what a game. Yeah, like you said, Mike, this is not the game you wanted to see for the New England Patriots coming off, you know, a Super Bowl victory. The banner came out. Patriots were hyped. The fans were hyped. Goodell was there. And then you you let out a stinker, 42-17. to 17. The major story of this game is the defense. The defense led up 42 points. This is the most points ever led up in the Bill Belichick era for the New England Patriots. And the Kansas City Chiefs led that up. And how did they get there? Two guys, man. Well, three. The three-headed monster in Alex Smith, Tyreek Hill, and Kareem Hunt, the rookie. Alex Smith was Brady-esque out there, Mike. Absolutely. Went 28 for 35, 368 yards, four touchdowns. Downs. The guy who he was unstoppable. He couldn't be stopped, especially in the second half. No one could touch Alex Smith. Then you have Kareem Hunt, the rookie running back. His debut, first play, he fumbles the ball, and you're thinking, oh, it's gonna be easy pickings for the Patriots. But he comes back with a tremendous, tremendous rookie performance. 17 carries, 148 yards, and a touchdown. And he even did it with catching as well with five receptions, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Unbelievable. You know, and that last guy you about to speak about, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. What a game he had. I mean, you know, you we all knew, I mean, if you're reading up on, on the season and whatnot, Tyreek Hill is the new number one option. Uh, in Kansas City with Jeremy Macklin moving on to another team. You know, they handed Tyreek Hill the, the keys to the ship. Yeah. And coming out in the season opening performance, he did not disappoint. If you're a Kansas, Kansas City uh, Chiefs fan, he didn't disappoint at all. You know, huge game. What kind of stats did he finish up with there? He had a huge game. You know, 
on with the deep balls especially. Alex Smith was finding him down the field a couple times with that speed too. And it seemed like the Patriots didn't know how to cover him. They didn't know who to put on because you're doubling Kelsey. You know, so you take Kelsey out of the system, and then that leads to either zone coverage or man-on-man with Tyreek Hill, which you can't do. He was killing Butler. There was a play when it seemed like Stephon Gilmore had him let up a huge play, but I think it was like a 75-yard play. He ended up with seven receptions, 133 yards, and a touchdown. He did limp off the field at the end of the game. It looked like maybe an ankle injury or something like that. We're not too sure. But he, before, prior to that, he had a great game. And he was effective, too, because he had those stats on eight targets, seven receptions on yep. eight targets. That means every time Alex Smith looked his way, the man was getting the job done. And even going back to Alex Smith, this is a guy who, you know, he's been a very conservative quarterback over the course of, over the course of his career. He's not a guy who p- puts up huge stats. You know, he doesn't have games where he's throwing four or five touchdowns like we've seen some from other quarterbacks in the league. Tonight's game, it honestly looked like Alex Smith and Tom Brady, you know, had a Freaky Friday kind of situation and swip and swip positions and swip and swip uh, flop bodies. You know, it was it was weird to see because this is not something we're used to seeing from Alex Smith. No, Alex Smith tore up that he picked apart this defense easily, found his poisoning, and it helps when you have a running back who's gaining yards constantly. This offense looked dynamic but that the kansas city chiefs offense was dynamic or what's going on with the patriots defense you know from the start of the season i'm going all the way back to preseason from week one the patriots defense in my opinion looked very shaky and obviously just preseason So, you know, guys, you know, the starters, the stars of the defense, whatever the case may be, they're not out there for the full game. They're out there for, you know, the first couple of series, first couple of snaps, or the first quarter, or whatever the case may be. They're not out there for the full game. But from the first preseason game all the way up to the last preseason game uh, against the Giants, the Patriots defense as a whole, whoever the, whoever's on the field, were giving up a lot of points. And that just carried over into this week one matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. 42 points, you know, I said they gave up a lot of points during the preseason. And that's what the the backups, the scrubs, the the second strings, third strings, guys who probably got cut from the team on the practice squad right now. Now you get to week one and you have your starters. Everybody's in there for the most part. Everybody's healthy. And you give up 42 points. I was worried during the preseason. Now to start off the season with this performance tonight, my – the meter has gone up on how worried am I about this Patriot defense because the Kansas City Chiefs, they're not known to be a high-powered offense. Like I said, Alex Smith is a conservative quarterback. You know, he's never thrown for 300-plus yards or four, four touchdowns, whatever the case may be. But you let those guys come into your house and do that to you on your field? Opening, Opening night where you're, relief, you're revealing the banner, you're bringing out all the trophies, you're bringing out – you know, Edelman and Deion Branch and uh, who else they had? Matt Light, uh, Kevin, Kevin Falk. Falk. You know, big night, big night for Patriots Nation. And you stink up the place like this because your defense lets Alex Smith dissect you. It doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't sit well with me at all. Five, 537 yards total. 
total yards for the Kansas City Chiefs compared to the Patriots, 371. So let's switch it up and talk about the Patriots offense. They they scored 27 points in the first half, Mike. They looked like they were rolling, you know, automatic. You, you was moving down the field with the running backs, whether it was James White or then you, you put in a Burkhead. Deion Lewis got some touches. Then you have Michael Issey close to the red zone, punching it in every single time. Yeah, he ended up with a, with three touchdowns. We'll get his stats in a second. But the Patriots looked like they were moving on offense in the beginning. And then it just started to slow down. They're very stagnant, yeah. They, they became very conservative all of a sudden when they had a little lead, when they were up 17-7. to seven, Patriots didn't really continue having that same pace mm-hmm. that they were they had in the beginning. And they started running the ball more with Galissi, you know, having three and outs. And you you let Kansas City Chiefs hang. There's a lot of plays out there that this game could have been totally different. If that if Gronkowski catches that ball in the end zone that happened to touch the um and hit the ground. So then you have to you have to settle for a fourth and one and you don't make it. You know, turnover on downs. This game goes a lot of different ways in the first half if you convert into red zone. True, very true indeed. And I mean, with everything that we're saying here, you know, with you know, we're getting on the Patriots for their performance tonight. How much do we have to, you know, kind of? We can't kill them too much on the performance tonight. It's only the first. It's game only of the season. It's only the first game, but things didn't look too good. There was some. There was some alarms for me. I know it was for the defense. The defense, we know the alarms, you know, coming out of the preseason. But I want offensively, offensively, what alarmed you the most? The play calling. I feel like Josh McDaniel is still figuring out what to do with these pieces here without having Edelman. I, I didn't agree with a lot of the play calling that was out there. You have Brandon Cooks, who you saw when he Brady threw deep to him, it was either getting converted or there was a pass interference. Using Brandon Cooks more would have been, I think, helpful. I know Eric Berry was on Gorkowski, but there was times where Brady needed someone to go to, have some inside plays for Gronk in there. Then it doesn't help that Amendola goes out into the, in the second half. There, there was some strange running plays that were, they were using with Chris Hogan that I didn't like. I just felt like the play calling was bad. And let's be honest, something we usually do not say here on CLNS. Tom Brady had a bad game. It wasn't a mediocre game or, you know, some guys dropped pa- Tom Brady had a bad game. He went 16 for 36, 267 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interception. He didn't look comfortable out there. You know, Kansas City did rattle him. There was times he was ducking when he thought, you know, he was about to get a sack. He missed guys a lot off. He was really off in this game, whether it's Edelman, it's the first game back. You know, there's a lot of factors to Kansas City has his number as well. We haven't seen a bad game for Brady like this since, what, 2014 when we were at Kansas City? So there's a lot of factors to it. Brady wasn't good. The offense play calling wasn't good either. Here's what I don't want people to start jumping to. First game of the season, obviously, Brady didn't play up to his usual Brady standards. But you know, a lot of the you know, a lot of the media, you know, those shows out there, whatnot, they might see this game and say, well, 40-year-old Brady, here it is. Here comes the decline. First game of the season. Slow down. 
40 years old, he's going downhill. Pump the brakes on that mess. Slow down. Brady, just because of this game, has not fallen off the cliff. Yes, he's 40, but does that mean that because of this performance tonight, the rest of his career and the rest of the season, the Patriots are doomed? I don't think so. I feel like offensively, it started off well, and then, like you said, it took a turn for the worst, depending on the play calling, what they were trying to play do. On top of that, you know, yes, Brady did miss some passes, did miss some guys, overthrow some guys and whatnot. I think a lot of that has to do with, well, first and foremost, first game of the season, you know, first time, you know, being on the field for a full four-quarter game, uh, you're with couple of new pieces, you know, Galissi's new, uh, Burkhead's new, Cooks is new. You haven't fully played with Gronkowski, you know. Dwayne Allen. Dwayne Allen's new. Uh, a lot of things go into it being the first game of the season and having a couple new faces. Then another huge part of it, you know, historically, Tom Brady, especially over the last couple of seasons, Tom Brady hasn't had some of his best games against Andy Reid and the Chiefs. You know, we all know know what happened a couple years ago when he had that terrible game in Kansas City like you were talking about. And, you know, the world said the world was trying to bury Brady right after that game. So with those factors, you know, into, you know, factoring into this game tonight, I don't want to say that, I, or I don't want to hear that Brady's done. This no, is it for Brady. I think it's going to take time. Without Edelman, still, Gronkowski's back. Braden Cooks is an elite talent. We know what Hogan can bring to the to the table. And, you know, I know is fragile, but if he's on the field and, you know, he's healthy, he can be pretty reliable. And we all know what the running backs, Burkhead, Lewis, White, Galissi, it's it's still a lot of weapons on the table. I love I love what the running backs are looking like. This, you know, even though there was a lot of negative in the offense, the running backs look good. A guy who re- who really impressed me was James White, just running the ball. He was that was never his strength. You know, running the ball. You usually you let Legarrette or Dion Lewis take take that aspect, but. James White looked really good in carrying the balls in first in first downs. He ended the game with 10 carries, 38 yards. You know, nothing crazy, but he moved the chains. He made guys miss. And I liked what I saw from James White out there. And now look, back to the Brady thing that you were saying. Off of this game, no, no one should panic. Oh, Brady's old. Not old. However, if we do see a pattern, this happens a couple weeks down the road, then the question marks just start happening, which I doubt is gonna. Would I doubt we're gonna see, you know, 267 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. It, this game really looked Alex Smith like from Brady. It, it looked Alex Smith like, but it also looked like Brady from like the 2002 season. You know, he wasn't a guy who's throwing for 300, 400 yards, and he wasn't, you know, you know, he wasn't racking up the touchdown uh, passes early in the season. So. Is Brady falling off a cliff, or is he just playing like he was early in his career? I mean, it's a lot of things that can go yeah, into it. Can't judge it off. But there's no one. panic at all. No panic after week one for sure. Fantasy football fans, the wait is nearly over. Football is back, which means FanDuel is back. Fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests starting every week. No busted season. Something for everyone. Lots of contests to choose from, starting at just 
$1. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score in real time. Mike, this week is the week one, a lot of matchup. Who is your sleeper come this Sunday? Who do you have as a sleeper? I'm hoping that a sleeper for me can be Adam Thielen. The Minnesota Vikings, you know, a guy who nobody's really talking about. Uh, he's playing behind Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Uh, but I think Same if record. I read correctly, he led the team in receptions last year. He sure did when Stephon Diggs went out. When Stephon Diggs went out, Adam Thielen uh, stood up, rose up, and, and, and had a great season. So I'm hoping that I can plug him in and have him carry my team some weeks here and there but we'll see how that goes like that my i have a super super sleeper too he's the tight end for the new york giants his name is evan ingram rookie they cut will tie this is a pass catching tight end someone that you're going to be playing under the radar if you need someone for cheap evan ingram so over two and a half million players have won a cash prize playing fantasy sports on FanDuel. Sign up today, go to FanDuel.com, click Join Now button, and use my code PatriotsB. Try FanDuel for free with no deposit required. Visit FanDuel.com to claim your free contest and play for a share of $10,000. Just sign up using promo code PatriotsB. That's FanDuel.com promo code PatriotsB, void where prohibited. Hey, week one, you know how this game unfolded. My question for you is, will this be another one of those Patriots seasons where injuries becomes the determinant factor as to why the Patriots didn't reach their full potential from the season? Edelman's out. Amendola, you never know how his how he's gonna finish a game. Then on the defensive side, we saw Trey Flowers go down for a little bit. Uh, Hightower, you know, hurt his knee. You know, we've seen seasons before where Patriots had a lot of hype, but you know, the Welkers of the world. You know, Edelman's had an injury before. Gronkowski's had plenty of injuries. Even going all the way back to 2008, coming off of that 2007 season where they broke all the records. Brady goes down the first game of the season with an ACL injury. Could this be a season where injuries are the reason why, you know, they don't make it to the promised land? I mean, if everyone gets hurt in week one, will we ever know? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, lo we're losing so many guys that we don't even know what the Patriots' potential was to begin with. Of course, there was the hype of the 16-0. and 0. That's out the window. But how are we supposed to know how good this team is? If we, we don't even have a one-game sample of them, when the Edelmans went out, like the Welkers went out, those guys had a body of work, and we could be like, damn, we really missed him for this season. We're at this point where we have no idea, and a lot of guys are dropping. Amendola out with a concussion. You know, this guy just, as, as tough of a kid he is, guys, he is, he, it seems like he's just always getting bad breaks. High towers, injury looks scary at a point, but doesn't look too serious. Flowers, like you said, briefly in and out. It's it's looking like one of those seasons, Mike. One of those seasons where the 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 football gods have had enough. Patriots <laughs> <laughs> have had too many wins, too many lucky and breaks. Enough of that. Dare I say, Madden curse? Hey, 
Madden curse. Someone was already sacrificed for the Madden curse. So we're not even yeah, going to talk about Madden curse. Brady was talking a lot of smack in those commercials about what what curse. Yeah, but maybe it's not him. But all of his all of his brothers are falling apart right now. So let's we're let's not hope, even going to talk Madden curse. Let's hope baby. it's not Madden curse. I'm just putting it out there. Here's what I think. I don't want to say curse, but here's what something that as the season progress progresses, this is an area that might look overhyped this whole concept of the stefan gilmore and malcolm butler tandem in the secondary based off what we saw tonight that's not looking like a tandem to really be reckoned with again only week one only week one the whole season has not been determined off of tonight's performance but there were a lot of plays. Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, these guys had plays where they broke away downfield. I remember there was one play, I'm pretty sure it was Tyreek Hill, where Stephon Gilmore must have thought he had the safety, safety help yep. and completely lost Hill. And that guy, gone, down the field, touchdown, Alex Smith and him with that connection. Uh with the Malcolm Butler, Stephen Gilmore, I think a game like today could skew your opinion. Because when you think about it, like we said, the guys who really killed us were Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill. Kelsey was put, put in his place. They, they were doubling all game. And the way Tyreek Hill was really getting on this defense was through the, the zone coverage. Ali Smith having a lot of time and finding him in the middle and he broke away with speed. Other than that play you mentioned where Stephen Gilmore didn't know what he was doing and he looked lost. Even when they were lined up, I remember I was watching the guys say, oh, something's off here. And then boom, Tyreek Hill went off with that deep play. I think the Malcolm Butler, Stephen Gilmore, Tandem still good. They, they handled the other receivers well. So I don't know. It's a little skewed with this game because – it was a two-headed monster. With Kareem Hunt was killing them in the passing game as well. It wasn't just all, all running with him. So, and we're losing guys. That the big question was when Hightower went down. Who is going to replace Hightower? That was one question that they brought up during the broadcast. Yeah. I think uh, they they said you know the coach staff was asked if Hightower were to go down, who's the next guy to step up in his place? And I think the coaches, the Patriots coaching staff were kind of hesitant and there's no real serious answer. I mean, years before, you know, Jamie Collins went down, you knew Hightower could probably be a guy you could depend on. Um, even if you want to go earlier than that, you know, Gerard Mayo was a guy to depend on. But coming up behind him, somebody who's really playing well was a Jamie Collins and Hightower of the world. So, I mean, after Hightower, who's the next guy who's maybe young and has shown some promise that can maybe be a huge leader uh, for this defense. For this defense, is it a Kyle Van Noy? Is it a Trey Flowers? Like I don't know if any of these guys have really shown that much to say. Hey, if Hightower's not here, we're depending on you to be the new leader of this defense. Trey Flowers has shown a lot of promise. He's shown a lot of promise on this team, and he could be, you know, a household name for the New England Patriots if he stays healthy. But they need help. The Patriots need a lot of help. This. Someone's going to need to step up in that in that front. The front seven's really weak, and they got exposed. The defense got exposed bad, and it doesn't get any easier. Next week you face 
the New Orleans Saints. You, we know the guy that's playing quarterbacks, not Alex Smith. This Drew Brees. He's the guy who can throw for 400 in his sleep against a good defense. Now you put up this defense here. I'm a true believer, Mike, that you put an average team against this Patriots tonight, they were beating the Patriots. I don't think it's as much what Kansas City did. I think Patriots hurt themselves the most. Hey, when uh, the Saints come into town, I mean, we, we, we're, we're headed uh, to New Orleans. That's Drew Brees' home, and that's where he's known to really put up big-time numbers playing in that dome in New Orleans. And the, what the defense did tonight and allowed Alex Smith to, you know, carve them up, <laughs> we saw what, what Alex Smith did tonight, he's on pace of the season already. Relax. <laughs> he's on pace for it. Let Drew, B, Drew Brees play, play this Patriots team. I'm worried. But speaking of Alex Smith even more, one thing that we always talk about when it comes to the Patriots is the fact that, again, they don't have a real pass rush. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, you know, while Alex Smith had a great game, he spent a lot of time freely, freely in the pocket and have had a lot of time to look down the field and find these guys to make plays. I'm thinking, you know, the way the Patriots are so quick to make this trade and pick up a new receiver and make this trade, there has to be a, a point in time where you really try to focus in and go get a key, a key big time pass rusher. I don't know who's available. You know, I don't know off the top of my head uh, names that I can just list that, hey, Patriots, make a trade, go get them. But like, there comes a, a time where you just really have to say, let's focus in on fixing this major problem and getting somebody who's just going to do nothing more but get to the freaking quarterback. I think they've tried. They've tried bringing in guys like Coney, Coney Ely, and it just hasn't worked out. You have Flowers, who's emerged, you know, as a rookie. I think there's something that they really have been trying to focus on. It's just they haven't found that right piece, and it hasn't worked out for the New England Patriots. It's going to be – it's been a problem. And you thought maybe with a strong secondary that it would it would you know mask the issues of having a struggling getting to the quarterback. But we only have one game, one sample size with this team, so we can't you know go off of it too much. We still got to see how they regroup, the adjustments. What does Matt Patricia do? Was this a coaching problem? Was this just lack of personnel? It's gonna take a couple of weeks to figure that out. All we do know for sure is Patriots defense looked bad. When you have Alex Smith doing that to you, it's a guy who's known as a game manager, someone who's conservative, it's, it's not good. And then with this Patriots offense, Mike, you figure if you have a bad defense, this Patriots offense is going to be able to match up point for point with any team in the NFL any given night. It's possible. First week, it didn't happen. Let's see how they improve. Edelman's injury is bigger than you guys think. I know a lot of people thought you can plug in Chris Hogan and things will be better. <laughs> like I was saying in the preseason, that will not be Chris Hogan's role. Chris Hogan's always going to have that same role that he did have. And now we find out that you lost Malcolm Mitchell as well, who you expected to be here week one, which was another blow. I think Malcolm Mitchell's a guy who could play inside and outside. You know, when you throw him the ball, I believe he's going to catch it. He had great hands. Losing him hurts. You get you expected more out of Cooks. I don't think Brady and Cooks have 
that connection yet. Hopefully, it, it you know continues to grow through the week. But you do know this one thing: Belichick teams don't lose back-to-back games. Sure don't. They're gonna go back into the locker room. You know, this is this is not something that they're gonna hang their heads over. It's a loss. They're gonna move on onto onto New Orleans and get it rolling. Hey, that's all they can do. I mean. Once again, it's only week one. You can't read too much into the performance tonight, as bad as it might seem. But even with that being said, you know, guys are going to have to step up, you know, especially, like you said, in the absence of of a Mitchell and an Edelman on the offensive side. But at the same time, defensively, guys are going to have to step up. One guy who I'm looking forward, and I really want to see him step up, is David Harris, the the guy that they signed. David Harris, <laughs> David Harris the linebacker that they signed from the Jets. And, I mean, he had a pretty solid career with the Jets, but you come to tonight, first game of the season, he was in the starting lineup. He was starting lineup. Ask me how many tackles he finished with. How many tackles did he finish with, Mike? A donut. This guy finished with zero tackles. This is a veteran. You know, he's 33 years old. You know, I, I take that back. He finished with one tackle. My apologies. But this is a guy, he's a veteran. You know, he's been in the league. He's seen a lot of things. He's finished some season with the Jets, you know, over. 100 plus total tackles on the season. We're talking about how who the Patriots can possibly turn to if they don't have a high tower. David Harris, veteran player. Veteran, veteran player, but <clears throat> how much do you really expect out of a, a 33, 34 I'm not year saying, old lineman? I'm not saying he needs to come out and have a season where he's a defensive player of the year. But having a veteran presence, he's still on the field, he's still capable of making plays. You know, a lot of the guys on the Patriots, you know, front seven, they're kind of young. They're kind of young, so it's kind of hard to maybe just turn all the attention to them and tell them, hey, step up in, in this big situation. But it's good to have some veteran players that you could depend on to make things happen. We've seen over the, in 2007, which this team has been compared to a lot, a lot of those guys were older guys, you know, still in the system. Though. In the system. In David Harris is new to the system. Yeah. It's only, like, and I've been, as I've been saying, it's only week one. So moving forward, as he gets more comfortable in the system, hopefully this is not a Dwayne Allen situation where this guy can't learn the schemes and it's a struggle for him to, to, to get caught up and everything, you know, Belichick and Matt Patricia are trying to do defensively. Hopefully it doesn't take him too long. But with that being said, moving forward, if he's a veteran player that, you know, can can learn the system and step up when called upon and help lead these young guys, you know, I'd like to see him have a huge impact. But with, um, with David Harris, Mike, do you honestly think the Patriots brought David Harris to be a starter? He was in the starting lineup tonight. Will, will he be a starting lineup? But I forward? think he was forced to be in the starting lineup tonight. Because how bad the, 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 how, how bad did the I think David Harris was brought in here to bring veteran leadership, help out in certain situations. I think he can do all of that, but at the same time, have a, a somewhat of an impact. Of he's not a, he's not a not on the but way out I'm, of the league. What I'm trying to say is. Patriots, I don't think Patriots had the expectations when they brought David Harrison for him to become a starter, for him to have a major role that he was placed in in week one. Injuries, Matt Patricia seeing his depth, seeing how not good of depth the linebackers are, how not up to par they are. You force David Harrison that role because he is a veteran and you know he won't look like a dummy out there. But then again, you just only had one tackle. So what was his impact <laughs> in the game? No impact. That's what I'm saying. As time goes on, 
being a veteran on this team, being able to bring the leadership, and also being a player who's not, you know, he's he's 33. He's not, you know, 36, 37, 38 on his way out. I think he can still have a decent year or two on his, but especially playing in a pitchy system where they're known for giving guys opportunities, rotating guys in and out. But with that veteran presence and him being a better uh, a veteran guy who's, who knows what to do in this league, you know, hopefully he can have some type of leadership on this team. That's all I'm really looking for. Oh, he will. Someone who's have leadership. Hightower's been around for a while. Now, he's still a young guy, but he's been on the Patriots team and in the system for a while to be a leader for the younger guys. David Harris, yes, he hasn't been on the team. He hasn't been in the system for a while, but because he has the, the experience on his side and the years on his side, Hopefully he can be another leader to step up. Say if something happens to Hightower. I'm not saying David Harris is the new Hightower. He's going to make the same kind of plays Hightower's been making over his years in New England. But veteran presence and a veteran leadership is very important with a young team, especially defensively. I mean, I hear what you're saying, and we're, we're really, you know, poo-pooing on this defense right now. But it wasn't all bad. I got one to bring up to light that played really well, who's been playing well for the Patriots for years now. Devin McCourty, you're talking about tackles. This man had 10 himself, nine solo. He was all over the field, you know, stopping big plays, making key tackles in third down areas. All over Travis Kelsey limited. Kelsey had a very, very limited game. Oh, believe me. I know. He's on my fantasy team. <laughs> Kelsey had a limited game. I think, you know, Patriots always said, you always hear Patriots taking out their number one option, and their focus this time was definitely on Kelsey. He had... Five receptions, 40 yards, you know, really limited in, in big plays. And that opened up the field for guys like Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill. But McCordy was everywhere on the field, you know. He really – I loved what I saw from McCordy out there in this game. You know, that's a, that's the a reason why he's a captain too. Another guy who's been in the system for a while, uh, has a leader – he's a leader on this team. And with his performance tonight, it goes to say a lot of how much they rely and depend on him to be back there. Of course, with 42 points uh, given up, was McCourty, you know, perfect out there on the field from start to finish? No. I mean, I'm sure he had his share of mistakes as well as everybody else defensively. Uh, but it's, when it's all said and done in big moments, you know, I don't think anybody has a problem uh, when it comes to depending on McCourty to make a huge play, a huge stop, you know, cover a, a big tight end like a Kelsey or whatever the case may be uh, throughout the course of the season. You know, there's a reason why he's a team captain. If I was on the team, I'd probably vote him team captain as well because I think we all know what McCourty can bring to the table in the secondary. And I got one more thing, Mike. One more thing that's been bothering me with this whole Edelman, Edelman being out. Like, I've been trying to it's, – it's very significant. And it's because of his intangibles. One thing I noticed in this game is when you need a third down, Edelman always knew where the first down was. He always knew where that first down marker was. So when Brady threw it to him, even if he got hit automatically, it was a first down. You can see that it's not the same with the Amendola's. Amendola, there was a third, a key third down play when Amendola got short on that third down. There was a play when um, Brady threw it to Brandon Cooks, and he was two, three yards short from the third down, and it was out of bounds. You know, Edelman was so good at just knowing where that first down marker was to keep the chance moving. That's something that the Patriots are going to miss tremendously this season. Absolutely. It's intangibles, intangibles, intangibles. I mean, that's why the guy has the nickname Minitron because in certain plays like that, if it's, you know, third and short, 
You know, they need those couple yards to move the chain, get that first down. Adam was a guy as small as he is, great hands, but also knows how to fight for those extra yardage. And, you know, the connection that Edelman and Brady had is something, you know, truly amazing because you could just see in their play that the trust and the relationship and the connection they had with one another. And obviously it's going to be missed, you know, um, if Edelman was on this team, you know, with this game have gone this way tonight, honestly still up in the air because of how the defense has performed. But with that being said, without Edelman, you know, Brady still has a lot of weapons to work with. He does. And, you know, from years ago, we've seen Brady bums. There was a couple of seasons where his starting two wide receivers was Kembro Tompkins and, and Aaron Dobson. You know, we've seen, we've seen Brady work with all types of guys, guys who have stuck around this league for a lot of years, guys who played, you know, with Brady, and then they just disappeared to some grocery store somewhere. Brady can make it work with these guys. Obviously, Edelman would be huge, but still having Gronk and Cooks and Amendola and Hogan and all these running backs who have great hands and get and move the ball. You know, I have to. We have to trust and believe that Brady's going to make it work, and this Patriots offense will be okay. It's the defense that needs to shore things up. They'll figure it out. But you know, starting off 0-1, losing at home, these are rare things for the New England Patriots, and I'm. I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm happy they lost, but if they were going to lose, this would be the perfect time to lose them, beginning of the season when they're still trying to figure it out. Get it out the way. I mean, with all the hype, I know the Patriots, you know, the team, the organization, they don't they don't want to sit around and talk about 16-0, 16-0. Can they, you know, repeat that 2007 season? So, you know, one thing I always hear in the 2000, about the 2007 season, it's great to go perfect and win all the regular season games, get to the playoffs. But sometimes people say, man, we could have just got one loss in there and just get that monkey off their back about, hey, we got a loss, but let's keep pushing and let's make the season great. If that can be the case with this Patriots team and they get this one loss out the way, who says a 15-1 and one is not waiting around the corner? They take this loss tonight as a reality check. Hot take? Is this a hot take? My take tonight is a reality <laughs> check. You know, maybe they're not as 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 unbeatable and as hot as – you know, the league and the media is boasting them up to be. You know, they take this loss at home, their home opener where they're re- revealing the banner or whatnot. And who, who's to say Brady and this team and Gronk and these guys don't go on a tear from here on out? It remains to be seen. I remains hope, to be seen. I hope Gronk goes on a tear for the rest <laughs> of the season. Because as I know you were tied in, I had Gronkowski in. You know, five points isn't going to cut it for me. It was a rough night for the top two tight ends in the NFL in Travis uh, Kelsey and Rob Gronkowski. But, Marv, you know, looking at the time, oh, yes, man. I, I think it's time we get to the stars and sorries of tonight's game. For those of you who are not familiar with how Marv and I do the stars and sorries of the game, a star of the game, Great performance. You want to be a star. You definitely want to be a star. You know, you stood out for your team. You put up great numbers, maybe made a great play, whatever the case may be. We deem players like that a star of the game. But when there's the good, there's the bad. And when there's the bad, we tell you, sorry. So let's start it up. Stars of the game, Marv. Who's a guy that stood out for you? 
a guy that we've been mentioning all show. This guy, rookie, first play, like I mentioned earlier, he fumbles the ball, and you're thinking it's easy pickings. Patriots are going to eat this rookie alive. You're going to see a lot of maybe Shachandrick West. No, 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 no. Kareem Hunt came back with a vengeance. 17 carries, 148 yards, one touchdown rushing. And with receiving five receptions, 98 yards, two touchdowns. I believe in fantasy he had like 44 points. You know where he was? On my bench. But sorry, sorry. That's a, I deserve a sorry. But Kareem Hunt balled out, killed the Patriots throughout the whole game. You are, wow, can't believe I'm saying that. I gave it to a chief. Wow. You are my star of the game for tonight. Man, I'm going to keep it for the Pats Nation. Pats Nation stand up. My star of the game goes to a guy who was playing in his first regular season game as a New England Patriot. Again, as soon as he touched the ball, good things happened. Obviously, the Patriots took a loss, but he really stood out. Mike Galissi rushed the ball for 15, 15 times, 45 yards, three touchdowns. You know, this is a guy who is filling in, you know, for the, uh, LeGarrette, the filling in the LeGarrette Blunt role from last season. Uh, a guy who can just punch it in on short yardage situations, a first and goal on the one, two-yard line, you know. That's the LeGarrette Blunt role from last season. And this guy has taken that role and is doing it even better. So I got, got to give it up to Mike Galissi in his performance tonight. Obviously, great performance didn't lead to a win. Is it his fault? I wouldn't put it on his shoulders. But if he can come out and perform like this week in and week out for the Patriots and the defense can hold it down, I think it's going to lead to a lot of wins for New England. So Mike Galissi. You are a Pat's post-game show star of the game. Galissi balled out. He had a good game, but there were some key fourth and ones, fourth and inches that he wasn't able to convert, which definitely hurt the Patriots in the long run. But them three touchdowns he got were huge, though. Big, big touchdowns. I mean, Patriots are going to score in, in, in those situations regardless, but Galissi came through and did not disappoint of Mike, like you said, when there's the good. There is the bad. And when you're bad, we tell you, sorry. But this is week one. So you guys might not know what the sorry is. What is a sorry? Sorry goes out to players who, for instance, for an example, say I had a fresh, fresh new pair of shoes, fresh new pairs okay. right out the package, smelled like so, it came right out the side. Triple B's? Triple B, sure. Triple B. It's a wow. big ball of brands, sure. Size 13. Let me know if people this guy got money. <laughs> money, yeah. <laughs> Say I had some triple Bs on my feet. And somebody just wants to walk by and step their dirty, mm. crusty old shoe on my brand new fresh triple Bs, and they scuff them up. I'm going to look down at my feet. And say that. Sorry. You don't want to be a sorry. It's mm. not good. Don't taste good. Don't smell good. No, you don't want to look at it. Not at all. So, for the sorry of the game, me, I got to give it to a Patriot. 
Whoa, a patriot. A patriot. And not only is it a patriot, it's a it's a patriot that Marv isn't gonna like as well. Rob Gronkowski. This wow. guy, you know, with Edelman going out, you figure, okay, obviously Amendola's around, obviously Hogan's around. But Gronkowski has the history with Brady. Yes, he's had his injury problems over the years. But out of all the guys, you know, the receivers, tight ends on the team, he's been around the longest. So you figure, hey. <laughs> so if Edelman's gone, next man up that's going to be relied upon is Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski has only six targets on the day, and with those six with those six targets, only two receptions for 33 yards. Not a Rob Gronkowski type of game we're used to seeing, and especially in a situation where you you would think his number gets called upon even more with Edelman gone. It wasn't the case tonight. Obviously, week one, so I'm not gonna give him a super harsh sorry, but Rob Gronkowski. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <clears throat> Might need some water, son. Don't worry, it's okay. We won't worry about it. Too you much. you put some blame on Rob Gronkowski in this game? Did I put blame on Gronkowski? No. But was I expecting a lot more from Gronkowski? Oh, you were expecting yes. more? I was expecting more too, <laughs> but, you know, some balls were overthrown by Brady in this game. And that leads to my segue perfectly. My sorry goes to Tom Brady and the New England offense. You know, you expect this team to really have a bunch of firepower going out there throughout. Like, what are you? What are you looking this at? Guy gave the goat a sorry. The whole Patriots offense a sorry. Hey man, the whole Patriots offense guys was as I'm covering that in this goat edition. The whole Patriots offense was a sorry. I know the defense. You could use it, it's a tussle between both sides weren't great. I'm gonna give it to the offense because I expect if a defense is failing us that the offense will keep us in the game. But like we mentioned, the failed fourth down conversions, the bad play calling, Brady missing throws, not seeing Gronkowski, not using what was working earlier, the quick, the quick downs, keep the ball moving, the short passes to James White. They stopped, they ran away from all of that and became complacent. This Patriots offense deserves a big, fat, sorry. Hey, man, I can't disagree with you too much. It was a rough night for Brady and the offense. Like we've said throughout the show, only week one, so it can only get better, hopefully, from, from, from tonight. It'll get better. We'll get better. The show will get better. Absolutely. We're just, you know, it's just week one. We're rubbing off the rust. It's so good to be back. Yes. Yes, indeed. And it's also good that we're now here live talking to you guys on YouTube. You know, we did the podcast thing. Now we're talking to you guys live. All season long, we're going to be holding it down with this show, streaming live on YouTube. You know, hit us up. You know, Questions. me on Twitter. I go CLNS underscore Mike Nice. That, that's where you can at me at. What about you? You can find me on Twitter at CLNS underscore Marv. You know, ask some questions. Let's talk some football throughout. You know, hit us up on this YouTube live. Let's have a conversation. What's good? What's bad? And we're going to keep this Patriots season going. Man. It's going to be a good one. It's only going to get better from here, like Marv said. But with that being said, 
you know, next week we'll be here on Sunday at 1 p.m. after the game. Patriots taking on the New Orleans Saints. Big game. Big, Big game. game. Brady versus Breeze. You know, two of the older guys in the league holding it down at the quarterback position. Could be a shootout. The way this defense has been, looked tonight and the way the Saints defense has looked over the years, we could see a lot of yards, a lot of offense put up in that Make game. Make sure you fan do that night. Yeah, for so sure. <laughs> for sure. Any last thoughts, Mar, before we go? Um, it's going to be an interesting week in media. You know, a lot of people are going to be talking about Brady's age. You know, oh, bear, bear through it. You know, you know how it goes. You know, you're going to hear a lot of Brady's age, but I'm excited to hear what happens during practice. You let these guys buckle down. They have a long week. They'll be ready for the Saints. Hey, at the end of the day, you saw the beginning of the game. They're the five-time champs. So the rings is on all fingers on one hand. Football is back, baby. Yes, sir. And with that being said, this has been the New England Patriots post game show powered by CLNS. So visit fanduel.com slash Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.